Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Backmarkers F1 Show podcast. This episode 91, recapping and reacting to the 2020 Tuscan Grand Prix from beautiful Tuscany, Italy. Chris Tyler Shaker bringing you this recap podcast. Uh, just before we get into all the details, just some quick uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, just a reminder to everybody that uh, we do have a website, tbmf1show.com, where if we're not posting videos on YouTube, we're usually posting some sort of written content on there or across our social media channels. So be sure to follow us there as well. Uh, our show and our podcast is still sponsored by thegpbox.com. So check out the links below in the description if you'd like some discount codes for on F1 memorabilia on their website. So that's courtesy of our friends at GP Box. And you'll also find a link below in the video for uh, a donation page. If you feel like you like to support our channel and you like what we do and want to see the growth of the Backmarkers F1 Show channel, feel free to donate if you can. If you can't, it's not a problem. Our content will always be free, but a couple people have mentioned it to me as a suggestion to do, so I've done it. Uh, I will probably forget to mention it from now on and again, but anyways, it's there. If you guys, if there's any like Lawrence Stroll type people out there who who want to uh, you know consortium their way into our channel and you know yeah, drop a couple hundred thousand, we could be uh, Racing Point Backmarkers F1 show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're, you know? we're willing to take the sponsorship. Yeah, we are. How about Aston Martin? <laughs> that sounds Backmarkers great. F1. Yeah. As long as we all get Aston Martins. Works for me. DB11, please. <laughs> but like Chris said, uh, if you can't, you don't. We're not expecting you to. Um, but uh, please do subscribe. And uh, make sure you like this video if you really liked it. Yeah, at the very least. I have noticed actually subscribing that... Subscribing uh, is free. So yeah, subscribing okay. is free. And also the notifications too. I know YouTube is doing a lot of things mm -hmm. where like they turn off notifications and stuff. So just maybe check up on that if you're subscribed, but you happen to not get our notifications. Okay, so that's all the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, thanks for uh, listening through that. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into this race. The, uh, the 2020 Tuscan Grand Prix at Mugello. First time we've been to Mugello. And maybe we'll get into a little bit later as to whether Magello Circuit was a success or not, but I think that this race was probably really well characterized in the comments section. Somebody said that this was the most exciting, boringest race I've ever seen. Yes. You guys kind of yeah. feel that way too? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, uh, uh, right before we went on, I was I'm like, oh, I definitely need to rewatch the highlights. And then we, I realized that nothing really happened except for that major crash and a couple of red flags. There was nothing, like, no big overtakes or anything like that. There was a great Albon victory at the end, but... Yeah, I mean, I thought there were some decent overtakes around mm. the outside of turn one. That was, like, seemed to be, like, the overtaking spot. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. I guess the one Albon on Ricardo was... Yeah, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good Didn't, one. Didn't... Uh, Vettel and Kimi had a nice little battle, too, I think. Uh, around turn one. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one on, on Albon that did on the outside was nice. Ricardo got a couple moves done there on Stroll and mm -hmm. I believe Perez earlier. Yeah. Um, in the same era. I mean, that's really the only areas that we saw in overtaking was turn yeah. one. Um, and, and that's sort of the nature of the Mugello circuits, what we sort of predicted when we were looking at this track. I can't honestly remember, maybe you guys in the comments let us know, but I don't remember an overtake happening anywhere else. No, I don't think so. I mean, like we did lose like eight cars. Other than the crashes, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think there was any overtakes uh, into sector two or three in the in the twisty bits. But um, so, yeah, I, I think that you're right, Shaker, in terms of like, other than that really big incident, after all that calmed down, it was really business as usual up front. Yeah, pretty much it. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to like, like, there was like some exciting moments for sure, but nothing like... 
nothing that kept you at the edge of your seat. You know, like it, you you were paying attention. Like the George Russell getting top ten, that was something yeah. I was looking forward to. Yeah. But like, if it happened, it happened. I yeah. mean, I even thought like the Alex Albon thing, you know, wasn't as hyped up as compared to obviously Pierre Gasly getting was mm. like first ever podium, and even Signs getting his first ever podium back in Brazil. But because I guess it was more a sense of a relief for him than you know something that should have been a long time coming rather than anything. So yeah, I don't know why. I think we kind of thought it was going to be not the most exciting Grand Prix, yeah. um, but the crashes really helped that. Yeah. And like as we mentioned, we don't want anyone to, to get hurt during these crashes. Like there were some, there were no like you know softy crashes other no. than no, side spinning. No. They, like all three of those wrecks, safety cars were were really hard hits. I mean, um, I guess it was Gasly probably got the worst of it on the first one. Yep. Um, I mean, he took a took a hard shunt. And then pretty much everyone that was in, involved on the on the pit straight uh, accident had a hard shot and stroll. I mean, I haven't seen someone hit that hard. And well, I, who who was the last one to hit that hard? I think back to Erickson at Monza. Um, yeah, uh, you were mentioning before the podcast, Brendan Hartley. Um, <laughs> well, I was just thinking, like I, when I saw the picture of Stroll's car, I'm like, I've never seen an F1 car beat up so badly. Yeah. But yeah. I remember uh, Brendan Hartley's crash in Spain of 2018. When literally like half of the car just fell off when the crane oh, picked yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody remembers that. I think it was at turn nine, the blind I mean, right hander. There was nothing brutal about the crash, but I think uh, Alonso's from a few years back where his car literally flipped. Oh, yeah, over. true. Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the car wasn't super damaged, but just the like the looking at the crash was you, you figured out it was going to be the worst one. Yeah. Didn't Giovinazzi have a hard one last year in Belgium too? I thought. Dude, Joe, I'd love if somebody out there could you please tally up how much damage Giovinazzi's done to cars? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I like Antonio. He's a really nice guy, talented driver. But if you like, think back to just Belgium, right? How much damage he did in that crash. Now this one, obviously not his fault. But when you look at his career in crashes before he even got into F1, when he was filling in in free practices, man, that guy's wrecked some cars. <laughs> <laughs> so if you tallied it up, it's probably over like ten million dollars or Maybe. something. Maybe. Well, I mean. If you're gonna wreck something, you want to wreck it good. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm not sure how that's, that's how it works. If I'm gonna break something, I wouldn't want to break the shit out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You guys saw my iPad. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Your iPad wasn't that's that true. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like Giovinazzi's car. Yeah. <laughs> we can confirm. But yeah, no, it wasn't like um, there are some storylines that were interesting. Uh, to keep a part of and, you know, having Bottas in front of for a little bit and, you know, Hamilton chasing was, uh, it was nice to see, but, um, I don't know. I, it was, it was a solid Grand Prix. A lot of people think it was one of the craziest ones ever and maybe for craziness or like weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. But excitement, I wouldn't put it up there for like, it's the most exciting race. I was just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, constantly. Honestly. You're like, what the, like, yeah. I, so when was, we had. Before last week, the last red flag was what? In 2016? Baku. Baku. 20, 2017. 17. Yep. And now we've had three in two races. Yeah. Like, wild. That's crazy. Two in one you, race. Yeah, you were saying you've never seen a, a red flag live. Well, you know, no. you've seen three of them. No, I've seen three of them <laughs> in a week. I <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. I had the race on PVR and I was watching it because it starts at 9 a.m. our time. 
And uh, I had, I woke up at like 9.30 because I always have PVR because I, I don't wake up exactly in time for the race. So I was, I was watching the race about half an hour behind. But it's also, also nice because like here we get commercials. So yeah, you can I also skip, skip through, skip through commercials. commercials. Yeah. yeah, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I ended up, I was like, my PVR was like, like the, the time slot was running out. I was like, oh my God, I like, know I'm going to have to speed through all this. So I sped through so I could get to the live and it ended up being at the red flag. So I didn't miss anything. But I was like, oh man, like, this is a long, we're usually the end like with 45 minutes to spare. Like this has been a long race. Oh, yeah. it was a long race. Was I had like, to get to work and I, was, I think I was like, just made it. Because I was <laughs> like, oh man, if I'm going to have loads of time and have like an hour and a half. It was like two and a half hour it. race. Oh yeah, it was it was a long one. Yeah, well, because what I usually do is I do the same thing, but I sleep a little bit later. So whenever I wake up, I'll I'll start with like the pre race stuff and then get into the race. But for whatever reason, maybe this because it was Magello, I watched the entire pre race because I wanted to see uh, Mick Schumacher's run as oh, well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, which we'll get to later. But yeah, I ended up watching the whole hour and a half, and I watch it through uh, my uh, internet uh, television provider. I won't say more than that because I don't want to get them in trouble. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah sure. But you guys, I think know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and I was watching it. and I watched the whole thing, hour and a half, no problems, no buffering, nothing. And then I get to you know load up the race stream on ESPN, which has zero commercials. Yeah. Oh, crazy that T- TSN. You got to figure your shit out, man. Like for us here in Canada, you have no idea how frustrating it is to watch a race and be interrupted by commercials and at the worst oh, times usually. Absolutely, I watch mine on Sky Sports. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, that one too. I do oh. the same. Do yeah. We have VPN. I, I got something. No. <laughs> it's like, you guys know. You guys know. That's all you have to say. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it took me an hour almost to find a link that worked. Finally found it. And then, yeah, I was like the same way. Like, I'm like, is there going to be enough to, to watch this whole thing? Like, So, yeah, it was crazy. Like, so many restarts, so many uh, uh, incidents and everything. Now, I think we kind of covered lap one a little bit. Uh, you know, that was kind of a melee going into turn two and, and three. Yeah, I don't like I don't know if there's anyone at fault there. I mean, Matt, like it's not Max's fault, but it didn't help that he was so bogged down from his engine troubles. Yeah, it really bottled things up in the midfield, and that you know that sandwich, Gassi got sandwiched, and it was just yeah. sort of a mess. It, no one's fault, racing incident. Yeah, I think it just ended up taking out with three cars, two, three cars. Then uh, science spun around. <laughs> he like barely touched Stroll and spun around. It looked yeah, like Vettel out there. I think he yeah. took out three cars, but two like actually were out. Were out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, science was practicing the Ferrari and just like spinning yeah. around with no contact. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Shaker, you were saying earlier that, you know, it's like you go from last week, Gasly, P1 to DNF, Carlos Science, P2 to DNF. So, yeah. you know, it's, that's that's the world of F1, folks, is just how quickly it changes and yeah. everything. But And I like how Vettel tried to avoid science like five times. He's like, I don't know which way to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Grosjean was... Uh, it, pretty much spitting gravel all over the circuit after oh, yeah. he kind of came through that and uh you know he was he Grosjean was having quite a bit of a meltdown <laughs> in this race which <laughs> which let, let's get to now because the the turn one two incident at the beginning of the race you know it's like it was really overlooked which shows you how many incidents we had in this race yeah, but, it was, yeah. yeah but maybe actually shaker the link that you just had earlier up which showed all the cars up um on the onboards i think it was the one before that uh keep going yes this one so this is basically the onboards of all the drivers in the incident. Is this crash seven or a lap? This yeah. is the so big, the, big crash. So this is the safety car restart. Yeah, on uh, lap seven. So this kind of, you know, I guess pick your driver where you want to look. Signs. Signs. <laughs> too much of an Latifi. Latifi was. Latifi. Whoa! Yeah, someone was, almost hit there. That's Latifi and Magnuson. So here we go. And melee time. 
Oh my god, Giovinazzi. That was, it was scary. <laughs> okay, so, so we've seen the incident. Now let's just play some of the team radio and then we're going to get into uh, what we think or who we think was at fault in the incident. Just because I wanted to play some of Latifi's only because we're so used to hearing, you know, uh, French speaking drivers or Italian speaking drivers and, and their accents on the radio. So it's rare that we get like a Canadian or American accent. So Latifi's radio was just so funny because it's it just sounds so Such Canadian. a Canadian accent. Yeah. This, is, this is playing hockey on the street with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> What is the leaders doing? Like, accelerating, <laughs> going, accelerating, going. Okay. Oh, okay, my God. I'm fine. I'm fine. I hear this kid in my gym class. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it was like three times. Yeah, yeah. I they saw went that. and they... I saw that. I saw that. Ready, come down. Car is safe. Car is yeah. safe. So, <laughs> jumping out. And jump out, yes. So that was, you know, to the Canadian viewers out there, it's, it's, uh, you'll kind of understand what we're talking about. Now, if you go to Roman Grosjean, I mean, Grosjean was having like Vietnam flashbacks during this radio team radio, but it got, to, it got pretty heated. Rightfully so, by the way. The safety car is in this lap. The safety car is in this lap. It's currently just leaving turn. Adjust your volume, folks. That was fucking <laughs> stupid from whoever was at the front. They want to kill us or what? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those. Uh, it's when you get the close captioning at the bottom the in audible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was about it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Unreal. Anyways, I mean, you obviously you guys heard a bit of that during the race, but it's always great to uh, play the uncensored radio. It's just funny. Um, so there's a couple more. Uh, we can put the link in the description uh, if you want to check out Giovinazzi's radio, and I think Russell's in there as well. So Science's radio is pretty good, too. Science. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, it, my God. His engineer was, like, probably the most kid, like, if you're okay, say something. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and then, like, well, we've kind of like jumping all over the place here. But when Stroll crashed, his engineer was like, Lance, Lance what happened, what man? Like, happened? what the fuck did you do again? <laughs> what happened, Lance? <laughs> okay. I got a puncture. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, the best thing about that. That team radio with uh, with Nicholas Latifi is because you get to really see the two sides of Canada. You get the very Toronto accent, and then you get Lance Stroll, which is the very you know like the Montreal and Quebecois accent that you he can hear sometimes. I would I would argue that's the Silver Spoon accent. I can't really yeah, like distinguish. I uh, he doesn't. It's really... a mix of both though. Like you, yeah. He doesn't really have that much of a French. I don't know. He kind of speaks weird, but. He, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how much French it's it's he, a mix of like Montreal French and Europe, like your a European accent is what I hear. Yeah, I'll take I your word for it. it. I can see that. I think I you've been to Montreal more than I have, so take your word yeah, for I'm it. Not, going there tomorrow. I'm going That's there right. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> not happy about it, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, in terms of the lap seven incident, uh, this I had to watch probably at least eight or nine times. I still need to watch it more. Like, yeah. it's... Like all those, I didn't realize you had all those onboards. That's a really good one to to watch. 
Well, and because I you can so, kind of pay attention to like certain guys, and I mean Latifi almost like, ran to the is, back this, of Magnuson, and yeah. Well, like they're uh, over here, they showed like Valtteri up front, like the front more of the front of the pack. It was kind of interesting to see where, yeah. like what was happening here compared. But to I what wanted was to see where here. it started in the midfield. So Shaker in the Google Docs, there's a one that's a fan angle. Actually, somebody was on the top of the pit straights where you see oh, actually yeah? the back of the grid. I think that was probably the best angle. It should be right under. Uh, sorry, guys. Here, uh, safety car restart crash from all angles. The second oh, link. Second I think. link. Should be that one. That one to me was probably the best angle. It's one that I looked over multiple times. Oh, it's not that one. Okay, sorry. It's the first one. Here's the thing too: is like I don't think you can pinpoint it on one driver. Sorry, it's in the Google Docs. No, you can't. It's um, it's it's just sort of like a chain reaction type of incident. It's yeah. It, it's people trying to get a little bit of an extra edge, and you're not really paying. Like I think Kimmy said it best, where he was like, "The people need to watch what's going on ahead." Or yeah, whatever. absolutely. Like, but I mean, he knows he's one of the most experienced. He is the most experienced driver out there. So yeah, obviously for him, he's done a million of these types of restarts, but it hasn't really happened that often. Um, and we're going to get to other races where this stuff like that doesn't happen. Okay, so here's the fan angle. So they're coming onto the pit straight here. You see Bottas weaving, and then here it happens. Oh, my God. So Who's that? Okay. Who's that? Go back. No, who's the this first car? Who's the first car that hit there? Giovinazzi came steaming into the back of. Yeah, so it's got to be Giovinazzi's fault. Back it up. Can you go back? <laughs> no, back I don't it think up. It's whoever's ahead of Giovinazzi because he's the one. No, because he no whoever's ahead of Giovinazzi is following properly. No, you have to. So back it up a little back bit more. Back it up all the way. Watch the gap that Russell creates here. Oh, I see what you see? mean there. But also pay attention because it's not just Russell. So I don't want to pinpoint it on Russell, but Russell left too big of a gap. This is my opinion. Here, this is Russell right here. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Russell left too much of a gap, and then that confused the other cars as well. But if you look at back it up farther, Ocon, and when we saw on the onboards as well, Ocon and Kvyat did a lot of accelerating stopping. And that's when Russell left his gap. Yeah, I can see that big gap there. Yeah, yeah. So that might have been the trigger point to everybody else, and then it was just full throttle from there. Yeah. Interesting. That's a really good angle. Yeah, I don't know who posted Whoever that. Whoever anyway, posted that, legend. Yeah, that will be. We'll put that in the links as well if you guys want to watch it. But you can just type it in the YouTube search bar. Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll see the title of the video. So again, it, it's not necessarily like oh, this is one driver, one driver's fault. It was it was a chain reaction of events that happened. But, uh, I mean, that's why there's a comment section, guys. Yeah, so that's true. You'll have to let us know what you think. But for me, I think that Russell left too big of a gap. Uh, there was too much starting and stopping from the likes of Ocon and Kvyat. And then everybody behind George Russell just reacted to everybody else going. And then it was just disaster after that. Mm -hmm. uh, so why this happened, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. Because I immediately compared this to Baku in 2018. Now... You guys might have to just cast your memory back to that race, but it's similar strategy, right? Like the long Baku straight, Vettel, once he had, I think, one or two safety car restarts, he did the same strategy. Yeah, He pushed true. everybody all the way until the control line and then went just to minimize the effect of the slipstream. But yeah. we didn't have a crash like that happen then. Yeah. So is it inexperience? Is it it's a new circuit? Or is it the fact that Bottas mentioned this after the race because everybody was shitting on him and he said, "Hey, it's not his. Fault. Don't blame me, yeah. right? He's doing. He's allowed to do. He to, can do to, what to he be, wants. He's yeah. a yeah. race leader. He's a leader. Exactly. He, he sets the pace for everybody else, yeah. and they have to follow along. Up until the uh, the start line, he can go right. So like that's that's right. 
that's his right to do. So yeah, and I think Brundle was saying that and he's like, it's not yep. Boston's fault. And that was his argument too. And he said that he thinks the problem is is that they recently changed the whole safety car, you know, when the light turns off and it happens later. Because remember in previous years, the safety car would turn off the lights, head into the pit lane earlier. And like, mm-hmm. let's say the leader could go before the last corner. Right, right. But now the safety car turned off the lights very late and they want to do that to improve the show so that, you know, they Constantina up a little bit more. So Valtteri was saying that maybe they need to look at that as a safety issue no, now. No, that's fine. So I don't think they're going to change it. But <laughs> anyways, it's it's a bit weird because it doesn't happen often. We've had millions of these types of safety car restarts. And yeah. Something like this hasn't happened. And other sports series as well. IndyCar does it a lot. Uh, GT cars as well. And, and there's not this type of issue. So anyways, like I said, that's our opinion. Um, I think we broke yeah. that down pretty detailed and extensively. And pretty wild. Yeah. It was a crazy. wild little wreck. Yeah. I, I think that's a great video, though, with all the onboards that was put together there just to, uh, you know, you go through it maybe 10 times, pick one driver at each yeah. time. And uh, yeah, just let us know in the comments, guys. We're interested to see what people have to say. Yeah. I want to hear everyone's opinion on this because it was a, a major incident and changed the dynamic of the race for sure. But see, even when you look at, we're looking just back it up, maybe just a little bit there, Shaker, if you don't mind. Pay attention to Latifi's on board with the Canadian flag on the helmet. He almost hit Magnuson yeah. in yeah, the yeah. final corner. So, you know, that that's that's like everyone's just breaking, accelerating, breaking, accelerating. Yeah. GG yeah. Minazzi was crazy. Oh, like you look, look, literally, but yeah, yeah, you can before see right here. You see Ocon break. Yep. You can see Russell's yeah. point of view. Like there is a big gap there. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my new alarm clock at 9 a.m. That was fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Very interesting. Yeah. Crazy stuff. That's a lot of damage, though. That's a, That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a, a lot, lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, I felt the worst was Lance Stroll because he wasn't even part of that crash, but he also just got the only aero engine upgrade mm. and Perez was not allowed it. Right. And his car survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, yeah, that is true. That sucks. Well, they interviewed Altmaier Stan. Uh, what is this last? Stan? Altmaier? Uh, Altmaier. Just Altmaier. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> and uh, he was saying that they're going to push to try and get two for next week, but they lost that part in the wreck. Ooh. So they're like, we we, we were going to have one, like we're going to have both next week, but now there's only one at the shop, so now we have to try and build another one. Right. So they're going to try and do that for next race, but we might have, you know, I don't know if they give it to Perez or if they just give it back to Stroll, but they said they lost that part in the ra- in the wreck. Well, I feel Stroll. like that, that was promised to Perez. I feel like he should be able to keep it. You'd think. But he's not he's on the team next year. He's also not on the team next year. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, lower in the championship. That's right. Yep. So but he gained be... two spots. True. And, yeah. And uh, Stroll lost two spots. Yeah, that sucks for Stroll, man. He was having a good race. Pro- uh, I mean, maybe would have had a shot at the podium or at least another fourth place. And I believe it was a tire failure. That was the last thing that they said. Uh, but it's definitely a scary incident at one of the highest yeah. speed yeah. parts of the track. But uh, yeah, unfortunate there for Stroll. Uh, all right. So moving on, a couple more things uh, left in this race that I just wanted to mention. <laughs> we were talking about Valtteri Bottas at, uh, at the beginning uh, with the radios and everything. I just found it hilarious uh, that he asked for a safety car got the safety car, and then botched the restart again and got yeah. passed by Ricardo. And then obviously the whole tire thing where it's like, I want opposite to Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just going to give Lewis the same anyway. <laughs> he had uh, the race in his hand and just had an awful restart. Eh? Like Twice. Twice, yeah. It, well, I was when Lewis really bogged down that first restart, or the first restart, the start of the race. Yeah. Um, 
And um, it was interesting because, I mean, Verstappen, even with his low power, got to the the side of, of Lewis. Yeah, you're right. Um, and even Science almost had a, I think, had a shot. At, was it Science that had a shot? Was he qualified P4? That was Albon. Was it Albon? I don't know if one yeah, of them had a shot. Yeah, either that or Perez, Hamilton maybe? too. Yeah, something. Uh, something. Anyways, another car. <laughs> one of the other cars. An F1. An F1 car. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a shot at Hamilton too, but I mean, just didn't work out that way. But it was nice for a little bit. And then Bottas screwed up his start. So I don't know if there's something with the clutch that the Mercedes is all screwed up or what. I'm not sure. It's definitely screwed up at Red Bull. Their starts oh have been awful. Oh my God, they've been awful. Albon. Well, Max was half decent, but Albon's was yeah. awful. Like, first phase of the start for Max was terrific, and then after that, he just lost, I don't know, lost power or whatever the deal they was. They said a sensor issue. Sensor issue? Oh, I think that's what they said. And Turn them all off. A little sensor screws up the whole thing, so. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. I feel like you could just drive without it. Well, you were wa- like watching the onboards. <laughs> you could see, um, like, Verstappen was harvesting, going, like, still accelerating, going to turn one, but he was harvesting. Yeah. So they didn't have nearly as much power. Like you shouldn't be harvesting at the start of the race going into turn one. That's right. Just, no yeah. one does that. So you can tell something was wrong there. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. It's the second deal. I mean, it pretty much effectively almost you know cancels them out of the championship. Mm. But uh yeah, unfortunate. I think that Max it would have been interesting to see the Red Bulls try and take the fight to Mercedes if they would have stayed third and fourth and to see if maybe they can out strategize them in the race, but it didn't happen that way. But uh yeah, anyways, we got what we got. Um, so Albon, Alex Albon gets his first career podium. We touched on a little bit about him, uh, earlier in the show, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right when his reaction was more relief than anything else. Uh, it was a long time coming when you really think about it. And I just found that it was ironic that he's sharing the podium with the guy that punted him out of the last two yeah. podium chances, right? Oh, but, Hamilton sprayed him nice with champagne. So all's good. All's yeah. good. Yeah. They've, uh, they've mended their fences, but it, it's good for Albon, especially after Gasly winning last week. And like, there's, you know, obviously rightfully so a lot of Gasly hype and whether he's going back to Red Bull or not. And to come out with the podium, this race was probably the best thing that could have happened for him. Yeah. I was uh, pretty impressed with some of his overtakes too. Like his starts weren't really that great, but he was pretty aggressive. He was. And he knows how to place his car really well to, to be able to like put his car in the right spot to make that overtake. Um, and that was something I thought that was you on show. I think so. But when he came against Lewis Hamilton, that did not happen twice. Well, uh, Lewis put his car <laughs> in the right spot. So he was that tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's, it must have been some sort of magnet. Something yeah. else, yeah. you know? <laughs> Who was, uh, someone was saying, I think it was, was it Lando? or I think it was Lando on Sky Sports after <laughs> being... <laughs> he was there talking like, "Oh, you're like your buddy Alex." And he's like, "Oh, Alex, like, uh, yeah." There was no one to punt him out of out of the podium. And so I was like, "Oh my god, great day!" No sensor. <laughs> I think it was Lando. I could be wrong. Definitely I, I, Lando. It's definitely something he would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I, what I like from Albon too is that he went on the outside again, and that's where yeah. you know Hamilton hit him out in Austria. So I like the fact that he wasn't afraid to go back to that. Yeah. And he seems to to like that outside move. So I think even. Simon Rennie, his race engineer, said he's going to start calling him Mr. Outside. So. Mr. Outside, yeah. Hopefully that's not doesn't mean Mr. Outside of Red Bull. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a Helmet Marco nickname. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was funny, though. It's like uh, it's a small world in F1. Like Simon Rennie used to be Daniel Ricciardo's race engineer. Al, now Albon's race engineer. Albon overtook Daniel Ricciardo, mm-hmm. who, you know, again, Ricciardo, best overtaker. And we have to mention, no tattoo. 
Oh, yeah, true. Still too bad. Still a chance. And Christian Horner on the post race show was giving it to him about being like, "Oh, we saved you from a tattoo." Basically, being <laughs> yeah. like, "How ah, we beat you?" But like, <laughs> right? It's hilarious. Well, it's like if you're Renault, man. Like this was the race. This yeah. was the chance, and they. I don't know what happened after, you know, Ricardo had the red flag not come out, probably would have finished on the podium, but he got a great start and then afterwards just kind of fell off completely toward the Red Bull yeah. pace. Well, the Red Bulls really had a, well, Albon came out with a lot of pace. Yeah. Like. yeah. He was great on that soft tire. So, yeah. you know, bittersweet because it was kind of like, all right, best case scenario here is like, I'm going to be happy with whoever gets the podium, whether it was Albon or Ricardo or Stroll when he was still running there. Um, but I, I did want it to be Ricardo, <laughs> yeah. admittedly so. But I, I was pretty happy with either. If Ricardo got, I was like, oh, good, like that, yeah. that's, that's gonna be fun. But if Albon got, I was like, he deserved it. So yeah. I, I was okay with, with both. Absolutely. Uh, another driver that missed out on a great opportunity: George Russell and mm. Williams. Yeah, he did. That really sucks. I was really hoping he got his first point. Absolutely. I mean, again, we know how difficult the pace of the Williams is, and when you got eight cars that leave the, with DNF. And still, the best shot you got. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, other than like two more cars DNFing, that's the best chance you're gonna have. Well, I was like, other chance would have been Germany, but he got kicked out of that one. So there's really nothing you can do there. Yeah, (laughs) it was like Latifi in the first race of the year. Yeah, you're right. Right, like everyone retired and he was 11th. Yeah, but he was last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but so same with Russell. He and he was in P9. Where is he not? Ahead of Vettel, and he had really good pace. Well, you, I think even Vettel said after the race that he felt bad for Russell because you know he was keeping up with the, with the pace. He was doing really well, and then he just had him on the restart. Yeah, a bad start. Yeah, right? a what bad was. start. Yeah. What he was saying. Yeah, he deserved. I think he was brilliant all weekend. I mean, oh for sure, how he kept his foot pinned in qualifying through the gravel Man. was phenomenal. I mean, like I said, we're big fans of Latifi, but George Russell has definitely been getting the best of Latifi this year and has really kind of shown the difference between the two drivers at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I just really hope Russell can get some luck in, in some of the races and bring it together. But I thought, I thought he had a really good weekend, regardless of the fact that he finished outside the points. Mm-hmm. No, I thought he did as well. I mean, hopefully points coming coming soon for George. Where are we, Russia next? Yep. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah Sochi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it won't be a good race. Not, not my favorite track. <laughs> I'm not I don't hide like, it. Yeah, I don't already like it know who's going to win. So. I, wasn't Bottas is good at Sochi. Yeah. I oh, know. so Lewis is going <laughs> to win. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thought you were automatically saying Lewis. Like, no, I'm no, pretty sure it's Bottas gonna be, is... it's gonna be uh, Mercedes one too. Oh, for with, sure. With Botas getting number one. I think you think he two years in a row? Uh, you might be right. Two years in a row. You do know what's returning in Russia though, right? What? Valtteri, it's James. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> That's the scene. Scene of the crime. Oh no. <laughs> we'll see if he's even uh we'll see. I don't know. Anyways, not my favorite track, but regardless, we shouldn't complain because we actually have races this year. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, I'll still complain anyway. What are it? Two more new tracks left: Portimo and uh, Imola, or returning track, new and returning. Well, and, I guess the and si- Nurburgring. Oh and, yeah, Nurburgring, and Istanbul. Oh, so oh, four. I'm no, super. and the Qatar Oval. <laughs> Qatar, <laughs> Bahrain. Oh, Bahrain. Qatar, Bahrain. I think you're thinking <laughs> World Cup. I am thinking the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Still excited for that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Bahrain is what I meant. They have almost the same flag. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean it should be exciting. But yeah, I'm looking forward to those races. Someone listening is like Qatar. The They're going to Qatar. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bahrain. Uh, yeah, that should be a fun race. Hopefully, uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, to Portugal. 
Um, really, a lot of fans. Uh, we got some great traction on our Portugal uh, mm. Portimao uh, circuit track guide. I think there's a lot of uh, really loyal, dedicated Portuguese fans. So if you're watching from Portugal, welcome. Congratulations on having another F1 race. Mm. We're really happy for you guys. It's been a while since we're going back there. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. There's a lot of nice tracks out there. It's like, why? Like, wait, Yeah. Why are we going on some of these crap? There's some bad tracks on the calendar. Yeah. Um, remembering that should be good. Yeah. I, yeah, that would be good. I don't Again, 25 races. Make it 25. You can add some of these ones here and there. It'd be nice to have like a set 20 and then, you know, they decide to visit like, like rotate. Five, yeah. Like yeah. five like random ones every year. Uh, you that's know? not a bad idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I like that. I should organize that. <laughs> we'll get 24 cars in there. 12 More than teams. that. More than that. 28. We've got to start off 30. with 24. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, okay, what if they, to get more cars on the grid, they extended it to you're allowed three cars rather than two? But Bob then I was like, wouldn't be able to afford it. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, yeah. there's no way like Haas can put another car out yeah. there. Yeah, or, you know, exactly. like that's a lot of money. So I, I debunked my theory right then and there. I was like, that's <laughs> not, that won't work. Yeah. That won't work. I mean, like at Mercedes, do you really need another driver who's just going to pull over for Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. At that yeah. point, they just had Max Verstappen. And do you want and just... they have the title? They have the title. <laughs> they have, they have the life. title forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want like just a? I noticed like I was thinking too like a one two three. It's just all Mercedes like yeah. drivers. I was like, oh, I don't want that. The, the year is twenty one hundred. Mercedes <laughs> have won their eighty fourth championship in a row. <laughs> I've created carbon copies of Lewis Hamilton and Max. <laughs> still going strong. Toto Wolff is still complaining. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton is still running out of tires. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Now, just sticking on the track theme, what did you guys think of Magell? Because personally, it's a crazy race, right, with all the circumstances that happened. So we weren't really able to see like 20 full cars run around the circuit for 59 laps, uh, which might explain why we didn't have as much overtaking maybe in other areas of the circuit. Mm -hmm. But personally, I liked Magello. I loved the entire weekend. I watched every session. I watched every minute of, except FP3. I usually never watch FP3 anyway. Um, I just love the track. Qualifying was yeah, the amazing. Uh, the G-forces, the levels were yeah, insane. That's probably what I was going to say. I love how fast-paced this circuit is. It like was, watching oh. the, I think it was Lewis Hamilton's uh, drive-through and yeah. uh, well, was uh, Russell's. Both looked intense yeah. throughout the entire thing. It really shows off the aerodynamics of the car. I think yeah. it's a beautiful racetrack um, to, to see a car go around and really designed nice. So hopefully it can... Still on the calendar, Danny Rick was asked in the Sky Sports post race how he liked it. He's like, Yeah, we should be racing here again. Yeah. So he loved it. Even um, after uh, Norris crashed, he's like, You know what? That's how it should be. Like, you go wide, you hit the gravel, and you make a mistake. And that's mm -hmm. it. Instead yeah. of like, you know, Paul Ricard that has like thousand views th yeah, runoff in different colors <laughs> and star hiking. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So I like it. I hope it returns to the, to the calendar. It's an old school track. So. Mm -hmm. It has a place on the calendar. It definitely could replace a lot of current track Sochi uh, in, yeah. on the current calendar. So I hope that they're going to look at it and maybe slot it in somewhere for Barcelona. the future. Barcelona. Oh, did I say Barcelona? Some people don't like that. But Paul Ricard. Yeah, I don't like, about. I'm not a big Paul Ricard fan either. Yeah, we could probably go longer. Uh, all right, so uh, let's... I guess that was almost the end of all my race notes. But I did want to uh, play some team radios because... Ah. We had some golden team radios. And I'll tell you what, Kimmy Raikkonen. Great weekend for Team Radio. Great weekend. But Kimmy has been having quite a year. First of all, well done to him. His first points of the year. 
He's been driving really well in the last couple of races. This is his first points of the year? <laughs> yeah. But Are you serious? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. wild. Jeez, That's good for crazy. him. I think I hope I'm saying that, but yeah. I feel like he's provided us the most entertainment this yeah, year. Yeah, no, he 100% has. I mean, what else, right? <laughs> like, but uh, you guys all probably heard his uh, for what radio comment, but the remix is even better. Hope this doesn't get us pulled off of YouTube, but it's oh, funny I anyway. <laughs> I think everybody knows where this is going. <laughs> uh, that's good uh, troll sports yeah nice well done uh, uh, yeah man. he was up he was they just don't listen to him over there no I, I mean, mean just tell him what the penalty's for yeah. far what <laughs> uh, he was he was good all weekend last weekend we had the blankets yelling at them for the blankets and yeah, now man. he's making his own pick calls he's like oh, I'm already in the pits <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh and this well, next i think it just comes out that he doesn't need anybody no, on his we, team radio <laughs> no he can run the team himself. Yeah. if he could change the tires himself he would yeah oh for sure well i mean you It'd know be better than him being jacked up in the air for yeah. 10 seconds i mean he had to wait for a committee meeting they're like should we put this car down or yeah, not like, what like, was happening there <laughs> so that was another team radio you can see this the tires are spinning he's like trying to accelerate and he's yeah. like you're like Boy, he's calling me down. <laughs> yeah, he was asking his race engineer, Charles Leclerc, like, what's going on here? Like, what, what are we doing? Charles! <laughs> Help me out! Okay, Kimmy. Uh, and Try then, race! <laughs> <laughs> and then this next team radio, uh, this was just Sebastian Vettel. It's actually a very positive team radio. It's nice to see Seb's humor come back a mm-hmm. little bit on the uh, Ferrari radio channel post-race. Is there another restart, or that's it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and this was already when he was parked in uh, Park Ferme after the race. So I'm surprised his engineer wasn't like, copy, we are checking. <laughs> we don't know yet. Um, <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Looking plan C. <laughs> Another tough weekend. You know, it's funny. We didn't really talk that much about Ferrari 1000 celebrations. Oh, yeah. Races. That's true. That's, I mean, it sucks because like, I wish they were in, you know, in the winning form because yeah. that's where you want to see Ferrari. I didn't want to bring it up because we had four Ferraris in the last four positions of this race. That we did. Probably like 30 laps. That's true. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad. The paint scheme was fantastic. I touched it on this last look, podcast. It did look good. See, I knew. Yeah. yeah as soon as I knew I, I saw I wanted person, to text you like, you're I right. Like, yeah, it does look good. Apologies. But I Definitely look like a toy car in the, in the actual pictures. In person, <laughs> looked a lot better. Yeah, no, I, somebody was like, "I love the McDonald's yellow on the 1000. <laughs> like, like it does. Yeah, look it like kind of does look like that. But yeah, no, the car looked great. Too bad it wasn't fast enough. Um, but it, I mean, a thousand races. They're doing. I watched the kind of pre-race. I'm sure you saw it too. The whole yep. Ferrari thing it was yeah, really well I done. There. A little bit of that as well. Formula One did one two on their YouTube, I think, which is really well done there. And uh, kind of showcasing all the all the uh, history of Ferrari and yeah. you know Schumacher and uh, it was a pretty cool moment. I guess we can go to that now. A pretty cool moment yeah. seeing Mick Schumacher drive his dad's F two thousand four around the track. And I watched the full two minute clip of like just him going out there. Man, it sounded so good. Yeah, let's play some of it. I love that Vettel was watching. Yeah. I mean, yeah. isn't he just amazing? He's like, I want to go in that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, can I drive? Listen <laughs> to this. 
that it's that. How screen. do you not want that back? It's that screen. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he was pushing. Yeah, he was. He was fast around it. Oh, like, like going around that. That S is beautiful at Mugello. Fucking hell. You know, this was always a dream uh, for me to drive this car. I have driven it in Hockenheim last year. Mark Webber. <laughs> Proper conditions, no rainy conditions or whatever. It's been an absolute. Poor guy had to do that and go into an F2 car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Man. he's probably going to be driving an F1 car next year, I think. That's the rumor. Uh, if he finishes in the top three, he will have an F1 seat, apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. And he, right now, he is leading the championship. Yeah, good for because, him. Because uh, he was the only one of the top three contenders to score points. Guanju Zhu. Guan, Guan Yu Zhu. Uh, um, retired, uh, and so did uh, who else is fighting? There's a Cameron Isla Schwartzman. I think too had, yeah, uh, had an issue. That's who it was. Um, but yeah, so Schumacher finished fourth, I think. He was the only one to pick up points, and now has like a seven point lead or whatever in the championship. So good for him. Um, I still think one more year would have been good in F two for him. But if he wins Me the too. championship, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, you kind of have to promote the guy. So yeah, well, especially right, and like with the marketing value yeah. that he brings as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, just watching that man, it's like so much nostalgia comes back mm -hmm. because he was was wearing his dad's tribute helmet as well. Yeah, sweet and, helmet. Oh my god, it's just it's amazing. And and again, like he wasn't just taking the car around; like he was he pushing, was pushing. Yeah. It was. It sounded great. The car was flying around. Slick tires oh. too. Yeah. Because I mean, come on, Pirellis. Like, could you not just take all the cars, all the V10s that are sitting maybe in a warehouse somewhere, put them on track and just race them? That'd be fun. It can do that on F1 2020. Yeah. Like, like if I was a billionaire... <laughs> a video game, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, if I was a billionaire, I had, like, a trillion dollars. Like, I wouldn't waste my time on yachts and all this, you know, bullshit kind of stuff. I'd just buy, like, old V10 cars and have, like, a Legend series. That'd be sweet. Might be on something. There's a lot of Legend... I, mean, I don't think... Donate. <laughs> Down below. <laughs> like, aren't those, like... Engines technically become like a legendary icon. Wouldn't they try to like preserve those engines as know. automakers? Like, what do you mean in terms of like not trying to use them too much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely do. They only bring them out during certain. That's times. what I like. I figured yeah. it'd be like a preservation thing. You know, like this engine won them. You know, this certain amount of championships. They would try to just bring back the V10s. <laughs> yeah, bring back very soon. That is the solution. Yes. No, I'm saying though, if I had like a billion dollars, I just build a couple of new V10 yeah, engines and then yeah for mm, sure you know oh, we'll yeah. just go racing so yeah I, I love that man that was that was brilliant and and again it's like it, it was a happy moment it was also sad at the same time because the most important member of Ferrari's 1000 races was unable to be at the yeah, track yeah. Uh, yeah obviously Michael Schumacher uh for for obvious reasons so I don't know I'm, I'm hoping that he'll be able to celebrate one day with the team you know maybe at the 1500th race celebration or whatever it is but more importantly if his son does get into f1 it'd be really great to see him out of track mm -hmm. watching his son do the same thing yeah so. it would be pretty cool i mean that's a moment i think anyone would want to see so keep yeah. fighting michael yeah absolutely and uh we just love uh love those old v10 cars the f2004 one of the greatest cars of all time that's yeah. for sure and uh, yeah, just my my quick final thoughts on Mick. I agree with you. I, I kind of hope or wish that maybe he would have another season in F2 just to develop a little bit more. I honestly don't see any driver ready for the jump yet in F2. 
But like yeah. I've been watching every race and I've watched F2 the last three seasons. And you could tell like like Nick DeFries should have been in an F1 car this 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 year mm. like, racing yeah. right now. Uh, he was ready, but I, I don't know. I just don't see anyone completely ready yet. But um, it is a young crop in F2 this year. A lot Absolutely. of a lot of people came up from F3. So you're gonna see like in like two two years, you're gonna see a big influx of guys like ready. F2 is gonna be great racing for the next like two three years because there's a lot a lot of talent down it, there. The Mugello races were fantastic. Yeah, they were. Excuse me. Uh, so I I just like for selfish reasons, a Kimi Raikkonen Mick Schumacher partnership. How amazing would that be? Yeah. That'd be fun. yeah. I mean, there's obviously great background. The fact that he, Kimi raced his dad shows how old uh, Raikkonen is, but he could kind of play that same sort of mentor role. Has he resigned for next year? No, he's not sure yet. But right, right. I was. Yeah, that's what is that uh, Giovinazzi signed? No, but I it, it, Kimi, I think, is leaning towards staying because he says that he like he's still motivated. He's still enjoying himself. Still wants to race and achieve yeah, things. So. Oh, yeah, still I'm fine with it. Engineers, yeah. obviously, still <laughs> motivated. Gives yeah. us lots of entertainment. <laughs> oh, I hope he stays in until yeah. he's 50 years old. But. I want Kimi and Alonso back together, and grow, <laughs> keep Grosjean too. Yeah, what a great grid that next year's grid is going to be absolutely. It's going to be hilarious. Bonkers. Yeah, going to love it. Uh, all right, did you guys have anything else from uh, from the Tuscan Grand Prix? No. Um, just uh, Did we say yay or nay or we want this back next year? I say yay. I say yay. Yeah. That's three yeses. They're on to Vegas. It's confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it should. Yeah, let us know in the comments below if you like Mugello and if you want to see it back on the calendar for next season. Um, I was going to say I'd take it over Monza, but Monza's no. provided us some, like two last two years have been fantastic for yeah. racing. Brilliant. So I, I love Monza. Yeah, so I was I can't even say I want it over Monza, but yeah, I would absolutely keep it around. I I love Italy, so yeah. like mm. I I'd want to live in Tuscany first of all, mm. it's but fair. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, you I were there last year. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it was great. <laughs> I didn't know it was that close to Florence. Yeah, it was I didn't realize so I realized either until it looks like I'm like, oh man, that was like an hour drive from where I was. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure I drove like right by it. Like probably like thirty minutes like close to it. But mm. yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. All of Tuscany is beautiful. I mean all of Italy is beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, let us know in the comments what you think and uh what you thought about the rest of the race as well uh, and you know safety car incidents well what do you think about Mick Schumacher possibly getting a seat next year in Formula 1 and any other comments or thoughts that you have just drop it down in the comments below we're going to try and respond to as many people as we can but uh, can't get to everybody but we'll try mm-hmm. uh, all right so next week we got a week off until i think the next race is on September 27th yeah russia and then do you schedule? Can you pull the sh- schedule up, Shaker? Yeah. Since you're the triple there. headers i believe are over i think so that's what i was about <laughs> to good. <laughs> You know, I, was, I wasn't sure if there was one more or if there wasn't. Um, yeah. But I forget now. See, now I'm lost. I don't know what's happening after Russia because it's all in the kind of like newer things and I don't know what the schedule is. I think it goes Russia, Nürburgring, uh, Imola after that. Oh, Imola. I can't wait. So, okay. So here we are, round nine. So round 10, Russia. Yeah. So going so, to Germany after that. There is a triple. Uh, no, it's the Pro Series. I don't oh, know about that. Esports. That's esports, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't oh, know why that's on the calendar. I don't know. <laughs> why is okay? So sorry. Scroll back up. Okay, so twenty fifth, twenty seventh, and then another week off, right? Yeah. And then, okay, so wow, we're gonna be another week off. Okay, and then another week off, and then a back to back in yep. Portugal and Italy. That's gonna be great. That's a great back to back. That's a great back to back. Wow. Okay, and then some time turkey. off. We got two weeks off. 
Yeah, two weeks off. Mm-hmm. We wow, turkey. two weeks off? What are we going to do? It's like it's a normal year. Shit, we had three months off. <laughs> yeah. And then... Another week off. Week off, and then... Turkey. Oh, okay. And then we're ending in Abu Dhabi. That That's it. And that's the season? There are no more new tracks? No, there's this one After here. Turkey. Know, yeah, that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess the Bahrain outer circuit, though. But that's it. That's going to be that's it for right. races. Yep. 17 total. Finishing on December 13th. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Late. That's pretty yeah. good. That, yeah, it's pretty late. Yeah, but it's not... I mean, last year, I think it finished around December 3rd or 4th, so... I mean, what? A week later? So not too bad. Uh, I mean, still condensed a lot of races into it, but... They did a really good job of getting those races in. Yeah. It'll be good that we have a little bit of gap in between races. Uh, no, I want the triple I forgot that we were going back to Italy. NASCAR does like 20 weeks in a row. They can just <laughs> <work> it out. <laughs> it's a little bit easier for the content yeah. creators, I think. You just got a little more time to kind of oh, it will refine stuff and things, so... Uh, yeah, but for next week, uh, we'll, we'll put out a preview for the Russian Grand Prix, and we'll see uh, with our schedules if we have time. We might just get together for uh, just kind of a general uh, talking talking podcast about yeah. the upcoming races and anything else that's going on in the F1 world. If we get some driver changes or something, you know. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen uh, in terms of breaking news or anything like that, or maybe we'll take a look at the uh, driver market. Yeah, I guess that mm-hmm. should be coming up within the next like month or two, right? They yeah, it would be. Figure it should out be. Within, yeah, October. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, But until then, yeah, stay up to date on our YouTube channel. Again, visit our website, tbmf1show.com. You can have uh, some blog articles that are there. Uh, You can subscribe to us through on that website as well, and you'll just get some uh, email notifications and some perks to being a member on our website. Our podcast can also be found, the audio version on Spotify, iTunes, any other podcast platforms that you guys use can find it there. And again, check all the links down below in the description of this video for everything that we talked about today. And uh, I think that will about do it for episode 91. I think so. Good. Pretty good. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a good week. And we'll see you for the Russian Grand Prix. See you. Bye.